0: Hello and welcome to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing podcast. I'm Dr Sarah Coop, I'm a GP and a medical educator and a coach, and I'm really delighted to be joined today by Andrew.
1: Hello, Andrew Trasida, working for NHS Somerset ICG.
2: And Peter. Peter Bagshaw, GP and NHS Somerset Mental Health Lead.
3: And David. And David Seeley, I'm the Commissioner Manager of Adult Mental Health and Dementia for NHS Somerset Integrated Care Board.
0: Great, thanks everyone. So this is really exciting. This is the 100th podcast episode. So we thought we'd spend some time today getting together and just um, taking some questions from the listeners that some of you have submitted and also really looking back over the last 99 episodes And also looking forward a little bit into what might be coming next around the corner when we think about emotional well-being. So let's just start a little bit. And um, I've only joined the podcast fairly recently myself. So could I ask, I'll start with you, Andrew. Just tell us a little bit about the background, just a little bit how the podcast kind of came to be.
1: Thank you, Sarah. So at the start of the pandemic, um, there was a group of us came together in Somerset uh, looking at how we could support the morale and well-being and david who's our producer uh, who's a mental health uh, commissioner happens also to be able to produce podcasts and came up with the the great idea of of having a a podcast to inform and to interest but uh, and to share with people things they could do for themselves but also for morale david would that be right that we were hoping to support morale
3: yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just realised that nodding doesn't come across well in an audio medium.
1: Uh, but yeah,
3: no, definitely. I agree. And we wanted to try and do something to look after our, particularly our workforce during the uh, pandemic, the health and care staff in Somerset. Um, and there were concerns, obviously, around sort of the impact of the pandemic on their mental health and well-being. Um, and we just wanted to do whatever we could to get the the word out there. And I remember, Andrew, you were writing these fantastic pieces uh on uh, what you could do and how you could look after yourself but unfortunately like they were just getting lost in inboxes. so we thought let's make it a little bit more dynamic and put it out there and people can come and go from it in their own time and chip in and uh yeah i yeah. think people really found that valuable actually
2: and then very foolishly you invited me as a guest on an early episode and i pitched my tent on the lawn and, and, and have never
3: left An early episode. was episode one, Peter. (laughs) You're original.
1: (laughs) Peter, you were very first guest and it became very obvious that we should be hosting together. And we've had many enjoyable conversations and some fabulous guests along the way. And Sarah, you've joined us more recently.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's great to be part of this. And when I think back over, um, obviously the episodes I've been involved in, there's been such a wide range, hasn't there, of topics that have been covered and discussions that have been had with some amazing guests that have been on the, on the podcast. I've learned a lot just from hosting and listening into some of the episodes. Peter, just coming to you for a second. What would you say when you sort of think back over the 99 episodes, what do you think have been some of the sort of, um, overarching themes that have been covered? Not, not specific sort of episodes, but what sort of things would you say the, the podcast aims to cover? And has covered we've done a
2: deliberately tried to do a very wide uh, range so that there's something there for everyone but the, the the ones that stand out for me without naming specific episodes uh, are the ones where people have, have told their story often have come from a, a time of stress or distress or depression and have told how they have overcome that and often it's been by being out in nature, volunteering, helping other people uh, overcoming difficulties and and those are the the ones I found really inspirational.
0: Mm, I think those sorts of stories really resonate for so many of us, don't they? Often, for, at different levels, there's, there's pe- bits and people's stories that we can identify with and take something from and share that learning. Andrew, what about you? What would you say some of the key sort of themes have been? And then I'll come to David and ask him perhaps for some yeah top top episodes in terms of what the listeners have really enjoyed. But Andrew, what kind of the key themes that you've really um, really lent into? I think when we've when we've looked at the podcast topics.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Well, it's it's been fascinating to have um, guests over a whole range of of, of mental health topics, from uh, people with lived experience to commissioners to experts, uh, such as on the menopause or others. And I particularly remember one episode where we 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 um, explored dealing with the mental health crisis. And I think I was not taken aback, but I was wowed by the level of presentation that our two um, two speakers had done uh, uh, in order to prepare and uh, it was just so impressive they'd done all the work for us Uh, and without giving too many secrets away to our listeners occasionally Peter and I we don't ever wing it do we Peter I mean both you've you've got 40 years of experience and I've got 40 (laughs) years of experience so we've got a lot of experience between us so we're drawing on experience but um, is is the conversation always scripted or do we sometimes make spontaneous conversation the, the ones I really
2: enjoy most, uh, if we have a guest who doesn't turn up and five minutes before we we say, should we do a two-hander and, and just think of a topic? And uh, as you say, absolutely, we wing it. And and that's good fun, actually, Andrew, isn't it?
0: And that's great, isn't it? Because it just shows that there's so much experience and knowledge there that you can draw on from from your work as a GP and your real interest in this. And in a minute, I will go on to talk about perhaps a bit of your story and how you came to have gained this interest and experience. But David, before we get to that, you've looked at some of the analytics, haven't you? Just tell us what are the sort of key findings that you've that you've identified from looking at the podcast analytics in terms of listeners and what they what they are interested in
3: but definitely and i would just like to say as well before we do that that no, no episodes ever been scripted uh i think that at the start we thought we might have to do that and there's been a couple where we've had to have more bullet points or reminders uh than others and then other episodes where literally is nothing has been written down and everything has just happened in the conversation and it always amazes me like where we start where we get to uh and yeah i really think it's like you said peter the where we've had somebody come on who's sharing their personal experiences and they're being so open and honest. And I just feel like we can all learn from that. And it's lovely to hear that. And we're very grateful to everyone that's ever appeared as a guest on the show and for sharing and being so open. It's fantastic. Long may it continue as well. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I've had a look at the analytics and um, we got, uh, I can give you the rundown of the top 10. Uh, I think we did this on episode 50. I feel like, again, I feel like we ought to have the top of the pops music or something in the background when we did this. <laughs> <laughs> so in <at> number 10. <laughs> <laughs> so number, I'll start from 10 and I'll count down as well. So episode 10 was actually the episode we did on coping with chronic pain uh and that one was a really interesting one i think we i'm just trying to see who we had as the guest or whether we had a guest now i think that was a two-hander uh and um i think a lot of people found that really useful because it's one of those things that um i, I guess it's, it still can be mysterious to science and things and i know there's some sort of pain um disorders etc that, that we can never find the causes for etc i'm not clinically trained so <laughs> i found it a very interesting one personally uh, then number nine, we had uh, Reflections on COVID, which was, was that with Lorna, that one? Let's have a look, quick look a minute. We've done a few different ones on COVID, haven't we? I think the Reflections one was with Lorna Stewart, Dr. Lorna Stewart from uh, Somerset Foundation Trust. Uh, some
1: clinical psychologist.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, sorry, just Peter, Peter, I think, wanted to chip in. I don't know if that was about the chronic pain one.
2: Just yeah, just to say it's a really interesting subject. And as you say, it's been mysterious. But in the last couple of years, we have just begun to understand some of the mechanisms in the brain that can keep pain going, even when the the external stimulus has gone away. So it, it is a fascinating subject. And the COVID one, uh, as, you, as you say, we've done a couple and uh, people may know I'm expert by experience having uh, got COVID right at the beginning of the pandemic.
3: It was actually Dr. Lorna Stewart and Dr. Rosie Novak from Seven Set Foundation Trust that joined us for that one. And they are the people behind the colleague support line. They do a lot of other great work in the system as well. But that was a really interesting one because I think we're sort of taking stock a little bit at that point um, of what had happened in the preceding months. So then number eight, we've got health checks and learning disabilities. That was a really powerful episode, wasn't it? We had... Um, we wanted to shine a light on why having a health check is important um, for a person that has learning disabilities, but well, anybody really, because it's also important for people with serious mental illnesses and other conditions you need to have the annual health checks um and we are really grateful to be joined on that episode by uh it was uh jordan smith he was an advocacy lead uh and he was also the chair of the dimensions council so dimensions is a, a vcse organization oh yeah and he was joined by his uh personal assistant from the organization as well who's amelia lizunite Apologies for the terrible pronunciation um and that was really powerful again it was one of those where somebody's sharing their experiences and and really i think people found that reassuring that somebody else had been there they'd gone in they'd had the health check they weren't looking forward to it before they had it but the actual experience of it and the way that they were reasonable adjustments were made for them to get them through that process really helped them uh, through that process so that was a really powerful episode as well yeah, and that
0: really ties in doesn't it with the whole topic of emotional well-being because um having the health check to really promote some aspects of well-being but that additional support needed that emotional support and additional support in place for Really makes a big difference so but that was episode that was eight, eight. yeah number
3: eight. seven yeah number seven was reversing pre-diabetes which is one that actually came out august last year so a recent one that's made it into the top 10 here and that was uh dr campbell murdoch uh joined us for that one uh yeah loads of great advice in there i think that's a really interesting topic and um, you know people don't want to have um type 2 diabetes. And I think this it's one of those where we, well, Peter and Andrew can tell you more than I, but you can do something about it in those early stages. And I think it's a really helpful episode.
0: Yeah. Andrew? Uh, so,
1: Dr. Campbell Murdoch, Somerset GP, and uh, author of the website prediabetes.guide. Peter? Yes, and I, th- I think a lot
2: of people didn't didn't realise, maybe till they learned, heard that episode, that that. Type 2 diabetes often is reversible. In over 50% of cases, if you have the right diet, you can reverse it in much the same way that, that people uh, don't know as much as we should do, uh, that dementia is preventable by lifestyle and diet. So I, I think these that was a really powerful episode.
0: Yeah, and just really helps to give a lot of hope then, I think, doesn't it? And puts, puts the ball back in people's court. Like, what can I do? What's in my control? What can I influence? Which is really, really empowering. Yeah, so that was episode
3: seven. That was seven, yeah. Number So That's number it. six number six and number five kind of go together really so they're both two-handers so that's what we call uh when we have the two hosts and no guests so a little bit of inside baseball for people there but i think these were both andrew and peter ones because they were well one of them was certainly very early on that was number six which was dealing with stress uh you know universally uh important topic that one and uh, definitely one we can revisit many times again i think as we go forwards uh,
0: and then cool. what's that's been learned and can be said yeah definitely, definitely
3: uh, okay. And number five was happiness. So we really wanted to try and do one uh, that was like, because often you can think about things, I don't want to say in a negative way, but you're, you're looking at sort of like a unpacking a problem or understanding a condition or, or something like that. Whereas we thought, let's do one where we focus on something, looking at something good, looking at happiness. What is happiness? How? Why are people happy? What does that mean? And yeah, that one's been universally uh, one of our most popular ones ever since it did come out, which is, is really great. It's always got listeners every month, that one. so <laughs>
0: Great conversation, Peter.
3: And I, yeah, I remember doing the research for that one.
2: And um, you know, the ancient Greeks, as I ever, had it right. So they talk about the the short-term hedonia, this sort of pleasure, and the long-term happiness that you get from having meaning in your life, and how that's a much more fulfilling, uh, longer-lasting sort of happiness. So I'm I'd, I'd really glad that that people are still listening to that and hopefully getting something out of it.
0: Yeah. And I was listening to something the other day that was saying that sort of happiness and anxiety can't exist in the same thought. And I think that's really interesting. So about being intentional, sort of searching for happiness, searching for things that bring us joy. Um, because those kind of thoughts can't exist at exactly the same time as, as anxiety. So. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting food,
3: food for thought. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it no, definitely is. And I think, again, that's something we want to do more as we go forward is uh, unpacking one of these um, things around an emotion or a feeling or something like that and sort of exploring it in a bit more detail. It's really interesting to kind of drill down into these things sometimes. Uh, okay, so number four. it brings us to number four, which was an episode we did. And this is really early on. So this was November the 17th, 2020, and it was alcohol and mental health. It was one that we did with Carl Morrison from Public Health um to and it was to tie in with alcohol awareness week 2020 and i think that was a really that was the right episode at the right time because i think particularly in those what would that be sort of six well it's a few months into the pandemic isn't it right march of, uh, 2020 was when it all began and i think you know there was definitely a lot of awareness of some people thinking perhaps they were drinking more than they had before and things like that as well so i think it was a timely episode and it found its audience um so that's a good one and uh, you know might do other episodes on similar topics in the future but good to see that that one was really popular with people um then number three was nature and well-being which i think isn't that one of the two handers that we did where and i'm pretty sure this was one i'm sure peter and andrew won't mind me saying where we went oh goodness we've got we're recording an episode we don't have anything lined up what are we gonna do and it actually was really kind of funny and sort of warm and just a really great little episode in the end
0: that's proved really popular and again going forwards and it's, it's applicable isn't it? it's it timeless that sounds like a timeless topic and one that people would yeah universally find find interesting did it strike any of was there anything from that that either peter or andrew really remember as being a key message? I don't know when that one was, David.
3: Oh, yeah. So I was getting confused because we've done a couple of similar ones. So this one was the one that we did in May 11th, 2021. And I remember this one. This was really good. This was the one where we were talking about the benefits of nature, like so about the phytonicides and how they can... Like Those are the compounds that are released by plants. Um, There were studies on how that can impact our health and well-being. And just it was a lot of stuff about like getting out there, getting out into nature. And I think, again, the timing of that sort of a year and a half into the pandemic and encouraging people to step outside again was really important.
0: Yeah, Andrew.
1: I think it's certainly a topic that um, resonates with lots of people, uh, the health benefits of nature. And I'm sure we'll visit it again, because uh, we've now got a Somerset local nature partnership who are doing some great work. So I I think we would want to interview them again, uh, or invite them along as guests. Uh, And uh, they we're lucky to live in Somerset. Uh, any of us who live in any, anywhere in the country, um, there's access to nature. But uh, if you're able to access it easily, it's just such a privilege. Um, but you can still have a plant on your windowsill. Um, there's hyacinths, hyacinth, snowdrops, daffodils, all sorts of things to delight us. And that's just in early spring. We've got the rest of the year to look forward to.
3: The one I was thinking of was Nature Immersion. And that was where I think, Andrew, you just come back from a weekend or like a, a training thing that was out in nature and you were really enthused with nature. You could see it first now. You had to do an episode on it. Uh, but that was one of my favorite ones. That isn't in the top 10, but just as an aside, that's one of my favorites uh so number two was demystifying the menopause with dr Catherine patrick and that was probably the one where we released it and it went it just went it just really went really fast lots of people picked up on it really quickly very very popular episode uh and still
0: really important today i think really topical yeah so peter
2: and i think david we we've done a subsequent one on the menopause haven't we mm-hmm. uh so if people uh want to find out more that that's there in our back catalog as well
3: yeah that was somerset menopause pilot and that's really uh particularly if you live in somerset that's gives a lot of really great practical advice about how you can get in touch with the service the pilot service and how you can get help directly from them if, if you need some support with that uh, so yeah that's that's great peter thank you for that and that I brings us to
1: okay oh, i gather it's not just a pilot the somerset menopause service it's it's carrying forwards and that's with Dr. Oh, really? Yes, so I understand. And uh, just to sort of think about that one with Catherine, Dr. Catherine Patrick, and also the nature, and um, maybe we've been a bit early on the podcast, as we're the early, not the early adopters, but it's the early news about what's coming, and then other people think it's a good idea. So I'm not saying we're, I'm not saying we're setting trends, but um, <laughs> well, we've got a lot of listeners. And Thank you to everyone that
3: has listened and does continue to listen because we really appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, now there if you if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, well, you've got 99 more immediately to dive straight in that are all free and ready for you right now. Uh, and that brings us to our number one, duh, 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 uh, which is and it's the same as it was episode 50 Deep Dive into Dimension, in episode one. Um, again, this one was just one where it just it just kind of went and went and went. And it's, this one they probably had our most listeners in America as well, like when I had look at the analytics, which was really cool.
0: Interesting. And it Andrew?
1: Was a, and it was a privilege to interview Peter on that because Peter really is one of your specialist topics. And uh, so it was just great to be able to, to explore your wisdom and uh, to find out what we need to know.
0: Mm. And Peter, what do you think really grabbed people about that?
1: Well... I'm delighted that so many people have listened to
2: it because I, I've been banging on for years about how uh, we can actually prevent dementia. Forty percent of dementia is preventable, and and that message is is still one that we need to get across. Um, the people can now go onto the uh, Alzheimer's Research UK website and download a, a a brain health app and look at their own risks. So I'm, I'm really, really pleased that people are now starting to understand that dementia is something where, again, we can have an element of control over it. Of, of course, you know, by definition, if 40% is preventable, 60% isn't. But, it, you know, those are pretty good odds, aren't they? And well worth stacking in our favour.
3: I believe I believe that one was really. Well, the, perhaps it was the reason why it was really popular. Is because you covered the different types of dementia and how they differ, and also the symptoms, how it develops, and how to spot early warning signs as well. Which I think both of those were really kind of key uh, topics to unpack and something that people don't find easy to navigate. Absolutely, and of course we've done a couple more deep dives, and we've we've
2: recently just recorded one for 2023 haven't we giving an update on dementia and all the all things dementia related so yeah
3: That's episode 99. Yeah, episode 99, if you want to hear that, that's uh, got a lot of really good stuff in there about the new developments that are happening uh, in general and in Somerset. Uh, But yeah, we've actually, I was just having a look, so I put dementia. By the way, if you go on our Castos homepage for the podcast, you can search episodes by title or by keyword. I can see that we've got five here that are dementia related, which is fantastic. And like you say, it's a topic we'll continue to visit as we move forward.
0: Great. So there's such a, a wealth of resources there, isn't it? The podcast has produced a real library of different topics. And just listening to you, sort of thinking back over those top 10, but also touching on a few of the other episodes, you know, what it's really done is raise and discuss um, real hot topics, as Andrew said, some of them ahead of the curve, maybe. Um, things that are really relevant to to listeners out there. And again, really, really appreciate that you're listening to this and supporting the podcast. But it, it sounds like the podcast really gives Information, So it helps people to, to think, oh, I didn't know that. It's interesting. They find out more, signpost to different resources, which is often helpful. And also um, gives sometimes tips and techniques or tools that are useful for people to to perhaps put into place and to to consider and to explore. So there's all kinds of benefits, I think. And, and I guess maybe that's what's made the podcast so popular is it appeals to people at different stages in their lives with different types of um, health issues. But also it gives people something that they can look into and, and do and, and focus on, which which then creates that interest. So just going to ask you, as you've talked it through, each of you have sort of said some of your particular areas of interest, but Peter, what would you say um, is a little bit of your backstory and what you then bring to the podcast? Just, um, I know it's hard to to summarise that, but... What would you say you bring to the podcast, and 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 why? Why are you here? I guess you know, like how, not why you here, but how do you find yourself here, apart mm. from Andrew um, uh, sort of twisting your arm on episode one?
2: Well, I suppose I've I've always been interested in the mind and the way it works and the mind body interaction. Um, from a small boy, my my mother was very interested in that and had lots of books on on it, which I read and also I, I have very early memories of visiting my aunt uh, in barrow hospital while she was having ect um so she had depression so there's there's that family interest and i've carried that on during my my medical um career which is why i'm i'm mental health uh clinical lead it, it's a, it's a, an area that i've always found fascinating uh, so i'm very privileged to to have been allowed to, to join this particular enterprise which is which is fantastic and as you say gives practical advice to people who are struggling which yeah, one in four of us have a mental health problem at some time in our lives don't we
0: yeah and i think that's the thing isn't it of having you know working in the field that we're working in as gps and um i'm I moved into a medical education and, and coaching and often working with doctors who may be struggling with their emotional well-being and emotional health as well and i've had struggles myself and i think it just gives you that insight doesn't it and that depth of experience which enables you to um yeah speak into these situations not because we have all the answers i think you know we've got disclaim none of us know all the answers and for your own individual specific issues but i think we're able to i suppose reflect and ask questions and that's often what we're doing as hosts isn't it we're asking questions of the guests just to find out more ourselves because we're curious and we often want to learn um as well andrew what about you why are you here
1: Well, thanks, Sarah. I've lived in Somerset for rather over 60 years, and I've been a doctor in Somerset for 40 years now, which scares me thinking about it. I've loved it. It's been such a privilege doing a wide range of medicine, particularly general practice, but I've always had an interest in in mental health, uh, and I'm approved under the Mental Health Act. But I'm interested in what makes people tick and how to help them tick better as well, and uh, also in medical education so when this opportunity came along it was just such a privilege uh to to join especially i was i was lucky enough to i won't say media train but uh, um about 15 or more years ago uh, i was asked to be the the radio doctor in bbc somerset sounds which i did for a couple of years fortnightly and it's it's it was just such a privilege to do that and it's just such a privilege to explore topics uh on uh, If I say our show, it does feel our show and what a privilege it is, David, that you put it together uh, and that we've been allowed to come along and and share and really to try and share some common sense, some wisdom, some interest uh, and to explore some topics to help listeners, to help you who are listening our podcast and, and the people of Somerset and, of course, wider listeners as well. Such a privilege.
0: think it's great and that makes sense andrew i now understand why you have a radio voice and that's a a compliment but you know from your your (laughs) days and your media training i think you know it really yeah that really comes across and um i think for me it's such a privilege to have joined and um be part of the hosting and i think it's it's really it's a really um humbling experience isn't it to I think to to speak to the guests that come on and to find out what they're working on in their own corner um, of mental health and emotional well-being and just what they're yeah what they're inspired to do, which is amazing. David, how about how about you? What's a bit of your story and, and why you're here?
3: I didn't know Andrew uh, had been on Radio Somerset as the doctor either until this moment, so I've already learned something today. Uh, I'll be quite brief because we've got a few questions. I quite like to answer a couple if we can, because people are really kind to send them in. Um, but just to say you know similar to peter and andrew and yourself sarah is, But i think you know we all go through things in our lives and we have friends and family that are um affected um well and ourselves we are affected by um uh, mental health and well-being uh, concerns and, and issues and it's something i've always wanted to do to help people i've worked in many many different jobs in my life i won't go through it all now but since college, um, I've got a degree in creative writing, um so that really helps me in everything I do now. <laughs> Actually, it kind of does. Um, Peter, have you got Should to- we give a plug to your book at this point, David? <laughs> we can uh, if you Internet are. of Things. Yeah, that wasn't why I mentioned it, but yeah, you've got a book called The Internet of Things on uh, Amazon. You can buy a, a hard copy or get it on an e-reader if you want. And Peter, what's your book
2: while we're on it? Oh, mine's. Uh, d- uh, daggers of the mind uh, about mental health and uh, related topics yeah great book it's as well a thriller.
0: And andrew yeah. you've got a book too
1: you have uh, It's it's non-fiction and it's a free download from the web so it's not a money maker it's health <laughs> and self-care for, for health professionals um but uh and a great resource common sense
3: it's a yeah. great resource and there's audio books and all sorts of that as well isn't there andrew there's lots of different ways you can get that
1: there are indeed. And before before we answer some of our questions, I just have one question to ask, which is, Sarah, what brought you to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing podcast?
0: I think it might have been a similar story to Peter, except it wasn't episode one. I I think I came as a guest by your invitation, Andrew, because we've worked together in the past, haven't we? And then I kind of found myself being invited to come and host. So I think it was more sort of by. <laughs> <laughs> and that's subtle that's subtle um, arm twisting, which I but no, I'm delighted to be here. And I mean i am I l I'm I'm quite a curious or nosy person, not quite sure which how you like want to frame it. And um emotional well being is, is is very much on my on my agenda, I think. So yeah,
3: it's great. Uh, and Sarah, you wouldn't want to say this yourself either, but I think sometimes there's been a couple of guests where it's been kind of obvious, wow, this person is amazing and would be really good on the other side of the mic as it were as well and you were certainly one of those where even from the minute one of the first episode just thinking like this is uh you know you're sort of made to do this so uh, and peter i I would give extend that to you as well in episode one and andrew obviously the same so and i think we have had another couple guests who i'd be interested to see if they want to join our hosting pool as well in the
1: future i'm nodding heavily because nodding doesn't come across on podcasts, but i fully agree thank you thank you both very much and I, I should mention that um,
2: that our guests, none of them get paid, uh, as, as does our producer and, and the hosts. We're, we're all doing it for the love and uh, because we want to, to help other people, aren't we? So it's,
3: I believe it's called public service broadcasting, Peter. And uh, if anybody at our uh, national uh, public service broadcaster would be interested in talking to us about the podcast, we'd be very open to discussions. <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs>
0: I think it's interesting. Like I say, it's something we're all passionate about, and when you when you're passionate about something and you and you really want to get messages out, then then mm. it's just and it's so enjoyable having these kind of conversations. So we do want to put forward a couple of questions um, because as listeners, you you responded to the social media um, call for any questions that you wanted us to answer. We had quite a few, so we probably won't get time to answer them all in this episode, but what we'll do is put on a separate episode to really focus on the questions and give them the time that, that we really want to do. So David, do you want to just take a couple of the questions and then that will whet your appetite for another episode episode um, further down the line for, for the remainder of those questions?
3: Definitely. And if you want to send us any questions, uh, the best way to do that is as a uh, us an email the links in the show notes description but it's s o m i c b . s e w p o d c a s t dot S-E-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at nhs.net that's some icb.so podcast at nhs.net that way you can get in touch with us if you want to just let us know you enjoy the show or if you have a question or if you have a suggestion for a topic or a guest, that's the best way to do so. And you may also see uh, sometimes some social media posts, which would be uh, put out from our uh, colleagues in the communications departments. If you ever see any of them, you can respond to those as well and things. We'd love, we'd love to hear what you have to say. And uh, we always like to hear from our listeners. So thank you all for listening again. Um, but yeah, so we have a couple of questions and the first one, uh, we had in was a query, um, from a person who said, I am so scared about death and worry about death so much. I'm ruining my life. And then there's an emoji which I can't describe. It's kind of like the hands up emoji, but can't stop. So what do we think about that?
2: I think the first thing to say is that that's a completely natural human emotion. This is not some illness. Death is is the one certainty that we all have to face. Um, there's a quote, isn't there, that uh the the coward uh dies a thousand times the hero dies once so in a way there's no point rehearsing it 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 will happen to us whether we worry about it or not so for me the answer is acceptance finding meaning in our lives and mindfulness that we talked about in a lot of episodes where we focus on the here and now and when we catch ourselves uh going over these ruminations we realize that they're unproductive and stop ourselves what what do you think sarah
0: yeah, I don't think just to add to that, I often think about um, what I call the ladder of consequence. This is a tool that I've often used in coaching. So I would try and work out um, what the trigger is, perhaps for that kind of thought that comes in, and sort of draw that on a line. So write a line, and that's kind of the the, the triggering thought. So it might be something that happens, or you hear something about something bad happening to someone else. What's that first thought? And then I t- ask myself, what's the next thought, and what's the next thought that takes me down a downward spiral? So I'm really pulling it out into the light to kind of really recognise that pattern. So it looks a bit like a ladder, lots of lines with a thought, or even an. So for some people, if they're fearful about something which is understandable, they then avoid certain situations to try and protect themselves. But as we know, we can't control um, everything. So then I would look at, okay. so that triggering thought What's the first thought that I could tell myself that would actually move me upwards in a different direction, draw a line and just write something else. So the question often you'd say is for someone who doesn't worry about death as much, we all do to a certain degree, but for someone who doesn't, what might they tell themselves when they're faced with that trigger? What would be a first thought that would lead me in a different direction? Direction. And then, if I think that, then what might happen? What might I then think? And it's just recognizing that it's a bit like a program, you know, a computer program. What do I need to um, sort of pull out into the light to recognize this unhelpful spiral that goes downwards? And what might be one step even just to move me away from that? So, I don't know if that ladder of consequence can be helpful, but it's a way of just unpicking our thoughts. It's a bit of a CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy approach but just useful to recognize that we always have a choice and we can engage with the thoughts and take us down or we can choose to start to practice thinking something else. Andrew have you got anything you want to add to that? Well,
1: Yes I think that's a really helpful model Sarah and I'm glad I've heard it because I hadn't come across it before that's okay. useful but um I think one of the reasons we fear death is actually we fear mourning, we fear loss, we fear grieving, and we've talked about emotional logic before, and we've talked about grief and bereavement, and and all of those things come into it. So there are many facets of the feelings that we have about death, which aren't actually about death itself. Uh, it's what are we losing? Uh, and coming back to Peter, what you were saying now, you know, take take pleasure in the pleasant. In the present moment, um, sees the day, as 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 I think a Roman poet Horace said, "Carpe diem," um, quite a long time ago. Uh, and uh, as human beings, we are amazing creatures. We have we have prefrontal cortices that can imagine, uh, and we have a limbic system that has emotions. And the problem that comes with that is that we can not just imagine the future and remember the past we can fear the future and be worried about the past as Mm -hmm. opposed to just accepting
0: that's really helpful so david we've got time for one more question yeah
3: i just wanted to add i always think to myself and this is just my own thing uh, i always just say don't worry about things that you cannot change just uh, and that's how i try and deal with it but we've all got our own ways (laughs) um yeah so we had a short question here so this one was about a previous guest and a listener said do you still use the booklet by Dr Rani Bora called Dealing with Uncomfortable Thoughts and Feelings uh, which is an excellent
1: resource Um, Can I speak to that, please? please Uh, So this is a a booklet produced by the Somerset Recovery College, and it's available uh, on their website. And it's an excellent uh, booklet that comes from three principles thinking, but it, it looks at our own innate health and well-being. And that we may be lost in life, but we're not broken, that we actually have a tremendous capacity um, to realign to health, to get better, to uh, both at a physical level and at a psychological level. Uh, and that we may be lost for a while, but we're not broken. And the third key point that they make, uh, that Rani makes, is that above the clouds, the sky is always blue. So sometimes we get caught up in the weather of today and the weather of the emotions we have at this minute or this hour or, or this day or week without remembering that's not the full picture. There's actually a much bigger perspective of what's going on. And I hope I've done uh, justice to the booklet there, but it's calling. I think it's called Dealing with Uncomfortable Thoughts and Feelings. And we'll put a link in the show notes because it's just mm-hmm. such great wisdom in there. Cool. And time for
3: one more quick one, I think. Uh, So this one was from a listener who wanted to know, do animals suffer from depression and other mental health conditions?
2: And the answer to that is a very clear yes. And I think most of us will have experienced animals who um, who've gone through a grieving process. Uh, cats and dogs we we all know certainly our cat is a rescue cat and certainly has an element of PTSD from whatever went on before uh, she became our cat and if you look back even to quite basic animals so um, the serotonin system that we're all familiar with that is linked in with depression that's in, in insects and in fact it, it, high serotonin levels are what cause locusts to swarm so, so very definitely and Although it's hard for us to know what happens in animal minds, all the external evidence uh, around uh, depression, like withdrawal, loss of appetite uh, and and all those other physiological things that you can see happen in animals. Sarah?
0: That's really interesting. I think there could be a podcast topic on um, animal behaviour and psychology, which we all as humans could learn a great deal, a bit like you know, going into nature and just what we benefit from that we know there's a lot of research that shows that having having an animal um can be really good for lowering our blood pressure for example and and um yeah other health other benefits. There's so many great questions that you've submitted, and we want to give you the opportunity to submit some more if there's other things that you would like to ask us as the hosts or David as the producer. So, do um, send those through. Again, David, you'll tell people just how to do that as we wrap up. Um, and then, what we will plan to do is, is the questions that you have sent that we haven't had time to, to really unpack. We're going to, as I say, put together uh, another episode and, and um, enjoy answering those questions. So, do watch out for that. So, David, do you want to just um, finish off and tell us, tell the listeners how to send their questions through if there's anything additional? Well, you the email address earlier
3: didn't you uh, uh, yeah i'll just give it a quick, again quickly so email is uh somicb.sopodcast at nhs.net and that's s o m i c b . s e w p o d c a s t at nhs.net that's the easiest way get straight through to us And any feedback you have we'd love to hear from you thank you
0: yeah so thanks ever so much david for all that you do behind the scenes organizing guests keeping us all on our toes making sure that we turn up on time um you no know, you're yeah the podcast happens brilliantly because you are um running the show really in that way which is amazing oh, so it's that's great very kind on the podcast thank you all so, thank you so much for your input and and andrew as well and thank you for for all of you who are listening and hope you've enjoyed the 100th episode it's fantastic
2: thank you all
1: you've been listening to the somerset emotional well-being podcast hosted by Dr. Andrew Tresider and Dr. Peter Bagshaw. The show was created by David Seeley and was produced by Rob Hunt's Music on behalf of the Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group.